This is the Horse Radio Network. A good horse could cost as much as a house, but why and how? This week, we'll discuss horse prices, equestrian sports future in the Olympic Games, why we said we'd never wear plaid, but now we're wearing it all the time, and why the jury is still out on depot. From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where three horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome Welcome to Happy Hour! I'm Justine Griffin. And I'm Jessica Payne. And I'm Caroline Culbertson. And welcome to the very first episode ever of Happy Hour, where we're having a drink and chatting about what's going on in the horse world. And a little bit, maybe the real world, but mostly the horse world. And you can tune in for new episodes every other week. They'll be released on the 15th and the 30th of each month. Episode one is presented by EcoGold, a leader in saddle pad innovation. Known for their non-slip, shock-absorbing saddle pads, half pads, and protective horse boots. Trusted by Olympians. All right, Justine, I know you're sipping on something over there. What do you got? I know. So normally it would be wine, but today was kind of a crappy day, so I'm drinking tequila. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of tequila? (laughs) Just Jose Cuervo, but I am a little bit of a hipster in that I picked jalapenos from my garden and muddled them in here. Uh, so oh it's actually kind of spicy, but it's pretty good. It's taken the edge off. So, and oh, then well, you gave your husband better. a man bun, and <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, what else do you have news wise? Okay. What else you got? Yeah. So I've got some stuff for you. Um, so one thing that uh, that horseback riders. Um, across the country are rejoicing in right now, well, across the world, is that uh, equestrian sports have been confirmed to remain in the Olympics for 2020 and 2024. Um, this was a little bit of something that people were kind of biting their nails about a bit. Um, the sport had, so as a little bit of background for for people that maybe don't know, um, there, there's been a, a kind of an uproar among riders um, because the Olympic team format have been has been changed. Um, so the new format includes teams of three instead of four, and there will be no drop score. Um, and that's across Olympic disciplines, so venting, dressage, and show jumping. Um, and the use of reserve athletes, which will be, um, it's, it's no longer like the fourth athlete on the team. It's three, and then there's a reserve. And then that reserve athlete will horse or rider, um, will just be subbed in for medical reasons. Hmm. Um, so no drop score, smaller teams, but basically, um, the FEI kind of said, this is what we had to do to keep, uh, equestrian sports in the Olympics. And it's, it's a shame. However, I would like to point out that basketball, there's now three on three basketball. So like, who's really getting the short end of the stick? <laughs> Yeah. No, I think as equestrians, you're way happier that you did not get stuck to the three-on-three basketball. Sorry. And then also, it's a freestyle BMX and skateboarding, right? Or like officially in the Olympics now, it's not just yeah. X Games. Which I think yeah, is, that would be I think they should be. Like, I think that, yeah. that is like badass. And that's, I mean, I athletically could never do any of those activities. Hats off to people that can. Like, I think that that's that's pretty amazing. So everyone can kind of take a deep breath. Um, of course, Tokyo in 2020 equestrian sports will be there. And then we know for sure that they will be at 2024 Olympic games as well. 
I know that a lot of like changes went into that. Um, I think people are really happy to see that the sport will continue to be in the Olympic games. However, you know, equestrian sports have been under a lot of pressure to modernize and make the sport more appealing to fans because, you know, like people don't really understand those sports when they watch them during the Olympics. I don't think if they're not familiar with the sport, I mean, it's pretty confusing. So I think making it a little bit more fan friendly, um, has been a a pressure that, um, the FBI has been under. So I guess it paid off. Hey, Caroline, did you watch Rolex this year? Yeah. And do you know what I was drooling over the whole time? Ooh, Boyd Martin. Uh, no, but close. His EcoGold Flip Half Pad. Boyd uses the EcoGold Flip Half Pad because it's not only the highest level of protection for your horse, it's breathable, technically advanced, and it's made from high-resilience foam. And as an added bonus, it can be shimmed to fit any horse that you ride. Well, if it looks as good as Boyd, I'm sold. So if you have bought a horse or shopped for a horse or maybe even sold a horse in the past, we'll say decade or so, uh, you have probably spent a fair amount of money or at least been exposed to the fact that horses sell for a hell of a lot of money these days. I mean, you could put a down payment on a house or even buy a house for the amount of money that you spend on a living, breathing pooping horse. And it's kind of mind blowing. So uh, we took a look at horse prices in the June issue of Heels Down Magazine. We did a two part article and talked to a lot of people about horse prices. And it was pretty interesting because social media has really changed the way that horses are bought and sold. For instance, you can look at horses in Europe without buying a plane ticket and having to fly over and meet an agent and drive to a yard and try a bunch of horses the the sales of horses move so much faster than they used to because you can watch a video online um, and 15 minutes later be on the phone with the person that is selling the horse, no agent required, you know, asking questions about a horse. A lot of sellers will even have x-rays on file that you can look at um, and show to your vet. So horse sales are moving quickly And horses are selling for a lot of money. And another thing that I thought was really interesting talking to some of these people um, is that the role of the agent is a little bit being threatened because people can direct, buyers can connect directly with uh, the seller. So the, the sort of the role of the agent that Um, especially shopping in Europe, you know, that the agent would have all the relationships with um, horse dealers and they would kind of drive you around and take you to yards and have you sit on a bunch of horses that were, you know, potentially a good match for you. That is, it's not that it doesn't happen anymore, but there are ways around it. Whereas, you know, it used to be that, that you couldn't do that. Yeah. It was interesting to learn, you know, what kind of horses are selling for a lot of, of money. Um, I t- spoke to Kama Godek, who sells a lot of show jumping horses, and she said, hands down, the most expensive horses when you go to a horse show are the horses in the Saturday night classes that are going around with U25 riders. Uh, we oh, have yeah. all seen this, like those horses. I mean, you know, Jess, I know you and Doug go to tons and tons of jumper shows as well. 
I mean, those horses have the athletic ability. They have the disposition to, you know, kind of forgive and forget when maybe the young rider makes a mistake. They've like, they're easy to handle on the ground. They've got kind of everything. Yeah. Unbelievable animals. Like you watch them go in real life and you're like, Oh my gosh, like they're beautiful and they are, they'll go for ridiculous money. Like if you have that and the also one that's like going for ridiculous money are the really nice young ones, the six mm-hmm. to seven year olds that you don't want to sell, you know, or the ones that they're the one, I mean, that's basically like what the rule of thumb is, is if you don't want to sell it, those are the ones that you can sell for a lot of money. Um, I mean, so, we had a couple years ago, Oh, Justine, what? Well, I just want to ballpark it. Like, like what, what's ridiculous money? Is it taboo um, to try to like ballpark what that means? So these yeah. 25 horses, um, I sort of got the inside scoop a little bit was that, that kind of, it can be, um, mid six figures, into the seven figures, which oh, I was yeah. like, I mean, you're getting seven figures. Like, like seven, I like lose count tracking those freaking zeros. Like yeah. I don't even understand. Oh, there's <laughs> several to the, you. yeah, they'll be over a million. I and mean, then that's a banana. It's ridiculous. And like, you know, the young horses, they're ridiculous. Like the show jumpers. And I mean, and the event horses, like if you don't want to sell them, I mean, they're over two fifty to like seven fifty. you know? I mean, that hasn't always been the case, right? Just like, I feel like event horses used to be the horses that were like, you know, show jumping rejects. Like they were the ones that didn't have the scope to make it in the meter 50 classes. And now event horses are selling for a lot of money. Yeah. Well, and those are, those prices are still show jumping prices. Those are still show jumping prices. Really nice. Like we were talking to some people at Tryon and they're like, oh yeah, we were in Europe and they were wanting ridiculous prices, mid six figures Mm. in and above for young horses, like six, seven-year-olds. And so, uh, but I mean, those are going to be top, top Grand Prix show jumpers, like meter 60 horses and everything else. But for the event horses, I mean, they're still going. I remember, you know, if you spent $40,000 on a preliminary horse, that was super expensive. Like mm-hmm. that was a little bit ridiculous. And then now, I mean, it'd be hard to find a really like top winning preliminary horse for $40,000. That would be Unless- really hard to find. Yeah. Well, so, so like, cause sometimes you see these, you know, Cinderella stories at Rolex where it's like the horse somebody bought off a of Craigslist or something. Is yeah. that just not realistic anymore? I think you still have it. I mean, so you're going to die. Like, so Doug bought the crown talisman horse for a dollar back when it was a four-year-old and exchanged it for some training on the people, I think it was the breeders or whoever I could be mistaken, but they swapped the horse and did training on the other one. And he basically had a bill of sale that crown talisman was a dollar and he bought it for a dollar and then had, um, put in the time, put in the money, put in everything to train it. And then had another couple come in and buy part of it at like whatever it was at retail cost, like basically then what it would go for. And it was still like a five or six year old, but then we got the horse going up to the three-star level and he rode it at Samir and was sixth, I think. Mm -hmm. And right after that, we were in North Carolina. I remember we were at home and he's, I just got the most random call. Somebody called me and wanted to know if Tally was for sale. I said, well, what did you say? He said, absolutely not. I said, did you ask how much money? And he said, no, <laughs> I said, well, you need to call him back. <laughs> you better hit redial, bud. You want to stay in this relationship? <laughs> I was like, my father told me everything was for a price. I think he would have sold me years ago for probably a whole lot. 
(laughs) Everything's for sale. Do not ever say no. So Doug called back and he was like, uh, they said they have an open check. And I said, well, then we, they said, figure out what, you know, you'd need for it. And so we went around and basically researched what we thought we needed to get for it. And so our deal was the horse was way overpriced in our mind, but it was the highest priced, I think three star horse that got sold at the time. At the time, like it was what we needed to get out is we owned half of it. So we, you know, as mathematically thinking kind of process numbers and said, okay, what is it going to take? Get out of debt completely. Like no credit cards, no trucks, no trailers, no nothing. And then, um, we want to buy a farm. We were in North Carolina at the time and what would it take to buy, you know, a down payment on a farm or buy land or whatever else. So we came up with a number 750 and we said, okay, well, if you want to come look at it, it's 750. Mm-hmm. Like, that okay, is not we'll $750 for those listening. $750,000. They were like, okay, no problem. We'll come over and look at it. And Doug goes, do you think we should have asked more? I said, no, no, we're good deal right now. So the horse ended up getting sold, you know, everybody negotiates and everything else right. for six fifty. And wow. so we got, you know, with commissions and stuff, we got just under 300 and it was enough that we could get out of debt. And we bought 30 acres of like beautiful rolling hills in North Carolina, just so that we could basically set up a farm. Like it would be enough to get us going. So, I mean, we're in a process that's building is the longest process ever. But the only reason we could have done that was with that horse. And And I mean, I I think that that's like such a common theme for a lot of top riders that, you know, you develop these horses to the top level or, you know, near the top and you, you are faced with this, this decision of, you know, a life-changing amount of money or, a a horse that really you can continue on and kind of meet your competition goals and, and really like kind of find some glory with that. And, but that, but those top horses, I mean, that is a, that is a life-changing amount of money. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not a joke. And I was a working student for Kelly Temple and she, you know, buys and sells a lot of horses. And she said, you know, the, the one thing that sort of always stuck in my mind is she said, a horse is worth what somebody will pay for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's a motto. Well, you know, everybody says, well, I should be able to get this much money or I need this. And it's like, well, what is somebody going to pay? And that's, there's some that are higher than what you'd like. And that's all incredible, but some are lower, unfortunately. And that's Mm -hmm. why, I mean, the price of horses is drastically changed and what you can get for, you know, the crown talisman horse, you could have another one and maybe it doesn't sell for half that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just, honestly, like a bit of luck of the draw at the same time. And what would, you know, opportunity presents itself to say, okay, great. That's what. And it's also, it's just such a risky investment. I mean, I think, you know, at a horse produced for any level, you know, like it's just, it's a lot of money for an animal and and it's still an animal, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can, you know, still call it and die on you at, at any time or break its leg in the field at any time. And, you know, especially like those upper level event horses, I mean, it's difficult to get insurance on them um, because they're in a high risk job. It's like insuring NASCAR drivers a little bit. Um, I can say that because I'm an event rider and I'm not (laughs) saying that NASCAR drivers, they were all NASCAR drivers and like crazy people. So speaking of those high priced horses, that's when we (laughs) end up buying all of the new fad of this plaid that we've been wearing. 
Oh, seriously. So, all right. This is like my favorite thing I wanted to talk about today because I live in, <laughs> I live in Florida I it. and it is like hot as hell. It's June. It's raining all the time. It's the worst weather ever. Bugs are everywhere. And this is like the time of year that everyone, you know, like flees Florida because all the alien mutant bugs come out and take over the, you know, the whole state. So um, <laughs> my my new horse, I just got an OTP, uh, OTTP and he lives in his Kensington fly sheet right now because otherwise he would be completely eaten up by bugs all day long. And I'm not really a fly sheet person because I always thought like, oh, they're so hot in Florida. It's so humid. Like I didn't mm-hmm. want him to have like another layer where, that he's just going to sweat through. But he's never really sweaty in it. I don't know. It seems to work. It's really durable. He hasn't destroyed it yet. So, so far, so good, Kensington. Yeah, I was a total um, Rambo, like, worshiper. Like, I, I would not go to the church of anyone other than Rambo. And I... Like, finally, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just try this other fly sheet. And it, like, it was very mind-blowing for somebody who was, like, very set in her ways about <laughs> about fly sheets. Like, I only bought one type of fly sheet from Rambo. Um, I, I, no, nothing against Rambo. You're still great. But what I like about the Kensington fly sheet so much is that the fabric of it, it kind of, like, stands off the horse a little bit. And mm-hmm. in my head, when I was told that, I thought it's going to be super rough and it's going to be, like, a cardboard box around them and I'm not going to like that. Um, but it's, like, it's still, it somehow is soft, but it kind of stands off of them. Like, it doesn't, it's not, you know, like, the clingy material, like, saran wraps them and it's terrible. Like That, I think, makes them sweat. But this is, like, really breathable and it fits. Um, I have three horses of very different sizes, and it fits all of them. Wow. It's like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I don't understand how it can fit so many horses. <laughs> nice. That makes no sense to me. So, uh, yeah. And actually, like, it comes in a bunch of cool colors. And if you like to be matchy matchy, you can. They have fly sheets that match. They have lead ropes that match. They have halters that match. So, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, good thing. I'm kind of a convert. Yeah, I like the colors too. I thought I wouldn't, but I they've they've grown on me. I like them. Yeah, I think we need to be more open minded. <laughs> <laughs> now we like plaid and we like Kensington fly sheets. <laughs> We're we are transitioned. To get into something a little bit more controversial, uh, I know they just had a meeting at Upperville recently to talk about Depo, and it's sort of this ongoing conversation about depo which is depo provera is the long long name which if you don't know what it is it's a human birth control drug that uh is sort of commonly used in mares to control their hormones but some people have used it on geldings and even stallions kind of as a calming agent i guess um but so this sort of started off in january uh where the u.s equestrian had a like a drugs and medication committee uh, a couple of doctors got together and they talked about, I guess, what Depo actually does to a horse's brain when they're using it. And they they kind of shared some of their findings and talked about how it's actually sort of like a tranquilizer or an anxiety medication. Like, that's basically how it affects the horse. So it's kind of, you know, some people are okay with that and some people are not. I've I've definitely read and seen some, like, very split opinions on this. Um, do you guys want to chime in? Yeah. So, um, basically what, what has sort of happened, like a lot of people we should say are, 
extremely, extremely alarmed and worried about this. Um, I guess there was a little bit of a um, kind of knee-jerk reaction, I think, among some um, veterinarians in January that kind of went home from that meeting saying, Depo is going to be banned, get all, get all your horses off of Depo. U.S. Equestrian has come back and said, we have not banned this drug. We are like looking at this drug and then I thought it was interesting at the, you know, at the Upperville meeting, all the riders were, were kind of like, yeah, but the optics are the, surrounding this are looking like you're going to ban the drug. And we use this commonly in a lot of horses. And so there was kind of a lot of um, outcry on it. And to, to make it clear, people are sort of getting this a little bit confused with Regimate. And Depo and Regimate are two completely different drugs. They operate two completely different ways. Depo is medroxyprogesterone acetate and Regimate is alternogest. They, they're not even the same drug. And your horse isn't actually getting Depo. It's getting your pharmacy's compounded version of medroxyprogesterone acetate that is a so, freaking mouthful i like, well, like the generic version an award for much, right that. yeah i mean it's it's this it's the same drug but um like you can't say that it's your horse is getting depo depo provera because it's not um it's the not fda the brand. has, has right. not is it is it the fda i guess that would say it's not um approved in horses or the us i guess maybe it would be the usda that would say it's approved for horses how does the government work i don't know it, well, it's, it's, so the, it's, it's the, the fda, FDA. yes yeah, okay the FDA, so. okay so um so your horse is is getting depo but legally it's not getting depo it's getting this other mouthful right. of the drug and that's um, because it's not approved by the fda i mean and there are plenty of dr like drugs that humans use that are not approved by the fda but actually in the <laughs> wait what are you talking like like cocaine <laughs> no, so uh <laughs> so sometimes I... you smoke it <laughs> no seriously so i uh actually wrote about this as a journalist um i donated my eggs a couple of years ago and uh, a couple from Ireland is who like selected me, who wanted my eggs to create their children. And they wanted me to use drugs from Europe because they were much cheaper for them to buy there than to Whoa. buy the FDA approved ones in America. So, and it was like this. Yeah. So I know yeah. a lot about this actually. <laughs> and it was all hormones because I was getting juiced up with hormones to make super giant mutant eggs that they plucked out of me. But, um, Anyway, oh, you're, you're really selling the experience. I'm going to go out and do it <laughs> exactly. tomorrow. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hey, it's out there on the internet. Number two. <laughs> read about Everyone it. Google Justine Griffin's long form article on donating her eggs. It's actually I've read it. It's actually super amazing and interesting. You did a great job. Oh, um, thanks. But yeah, so it's 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 the non FDA approved uh, version. Of right. Depo. But this is used even in stallions to control like stallion like behavior. Um, anecdotally, a lot of people say that used in mares or geldings or stallions that it kind of, um, it takes, it, it takes, it doesn't take the edge off in the way that like giving them two cc's of ACE or a cc of ACE does. It's not, it's, it's not, not like, like you them a tranquilizer. No, it's not like you like a horse that has had ACE. You can look at it and tell like, it's kind of droopy in the eyes. You know, it's, it looks tranquilized. I've never seen a horse that has gotten depot that looks 
tranquilized. But, but from that January meeting, the vets are saying that it affects a horse's brain in the same way, even if we're not seeing a horse display that kind of behavior. Right. And so that's where it comes into question is if this is a performance altering drug, should it be allowed? And so, you know, the U.S. equestrian, um, they're, you know, they're investigating it. We'll see what happens. I kind of think that they're going to ban it. I mean, I don't know if I can say that, but I kind of think that that's where this is going. And a lot of the vets that I've talked to think the same thing, because I don't think you make such a big hoopla about all of this and then you drop it. And then right. you say, hey, it's OK. Just kidding. Yeah, we were just right. joking about that. We just wanted <laughs> we to just see what you guys thought. We just several meetings for fun. <laughs> well, you know, I think um, I think the article that's in the June issue of Heels Down Mag talking about this does a really good job. Uh, it kind of yeah. explains the legal side of it, you know, on both ends. Whether if if you use it or if you don't use it, what does you know what does that mean? Um, so like that's I learned a lot about it. By yeah, so everyone book, should definitely so. check that out. It's again in the June issue of Heels Down Magazine, and it it's kind of like the legal perspective of it too, and like what is the what is U.S. Equestrian's duty in um you know bringing this issue up and kind of and observing it and. What they're doing basically now is allowing a lot of feedback. So anyone that is out there that's, you know, kind of hearing this, that maybe has a strong opinion about it, kind of now is the time to speak up because this is rule is either going to be passed or, you know, some something is going to happen. So if you have input, especially if if you have like, you know, proper scientific evidence, um, now is the time to take that forward for sure. Do you ever wish you could just forget about the real world and just be with your horse all the time? Well, yeah, me too, but you can't. But Heels Down Magazine is the next best thing. Every month, there's a new digital issue with riding exercises, news, videos, grooming tips, interactive fashion photo shoots, and interviews with the top pro riders in show jumping, dressage, and eventing. You can subscribe and download on your iPhone and iPad in the App Store or Google Play on Android. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Jess, who's a four-star event writer, is also married to another four-star event writer, uh, Doug Payne. So Jess, can you tell us a little bit about how you guys got together? Oh, yeah. We were uh, spending the winter in Aiken. We actually didn't know each other, even being from the small event world. We were playing, we're at the bowling alley, actually, and playing games and everything, and my mother ended up on his team and I was on a bunch of my friends' teams. And my mom came up to me later in the afternoon and was like, I met the nicest guy. He is like my new best friend. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. It's never so good when your she, mom says that. <laughs> she wasn't even trying to like hook us up or anything. She literally had met a new friend oh and gosh. she was so excited. <laughs> so she goes, oh, I invited him to dinner. I'm like, you did what? And she's like, he's never been to our favorite restaurant. Can you believe that? I'm like, oh no. So long story short, she like invites him. Then that night she decides she doesn't want to go out to dinner. She wants to cook at the house. So my sister, her fiance is in town. Everybody's here in Aiken at their house. So Doug comes over with his dog. We all eat dinner. We get to finally know each other. He's actually a really cool, like nice guy, really interesting. And so then he asked me on a date and we dated for like three years and got married. But yes, basically my mother hooked us up and set us up unintentionally. Because I have a surprise. What? What? 
I'm pregnant. We are oh having a God. boy. Wait, you're having a what? You're having a, a human boy. child out of uh, your body. Yes. <laughs> not a baby horse, a baby human boy. Oh my gosh. Holy yeah. cannoli. That's like freaking amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're like I getting like the, we're tequila. getting the breaking news here. I thought we you were just going to talk about news. tequila. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about something much more wholesome. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd surprise you. So. Well, congratulations. That's so exciting. Thanks. That I is, had to that's amazing. So like what, t- like tell, tell us everything. So you already know it's a boy. So I know it's a boy. We found out actually today that that's a boy. Is and Doug the father? Doug is the father. Thank goodness. <laughs> Doug is the father. <laughs> and he is due December 22nd. Oh Christmas. my God. He's going to be a Christmas baby. Yeah, I so. love it. Yeah, oh my so gosh. What now it, on like, dates and everything, but we haven't thought that far at all. Oh my God. So you're like just finding out. Just finding out it was a boy. I thankfully knew a little bit before the 13 weeks that I was pregnant. So, but yeah, just found out today it was a baby boy. And what is Doug? Is Doug like over the moon or is he terrified? Oh no, he is thrilled. He's already like been shopping for like everything, oh. not Aww. baby related, but oh, and I, it needs a golf cart. It needs this. It needs, it needs that. A golf like, cart. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true rider. It needs a golf cart. <laughs> Well, because the four-wheeler was probably not appropriate to put the child on. Oh, my God. I wonder who, like, who it's going to take after. Like, is it going to have red hair? Is it going to have blonde hair? Like, oh. I have so many questions. Uh, no, my mom's genes are very, very strong. So we'll see the, the whole family. My mom's maiden name is Adams. So the Adams family is a very strong family. <laughs> They're also Don't super spooky. So, they need you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm mourning for you that you cannot uh, participate in, in happy hour. Because I love, love a good glass of red. <laughs> It's been a whole different, you know, you never know where life's going to take you when you're, you're running like a four star a couple of years later, you're having a family. So it's fun. Aww. Are you guys competitive with each other at all? Cause I mean, you're both, you know, top level athletes. Is there a sense of competition in the house or not so much? No, no. He's more competitive with his sister. <laughs> um, oh, really? I, yeah. Um, I think he got that competitiveness. And then with my family, we always wanted to be like the top four. I have three brothers and sisters. So we always encouraged each other to like do well. And like, you know, if my sister was ahead of me, you still wanted to win, but you were like, okay, great. She won too, you know? So I've always kind of had that attitude. So no, like I get honestly more nervous watching him because you can't control when I'm riding, I have control, but honestly watching is a lot more stressful and you're not competitive hoping. Yeah you win, you're competitive, hoping he can pull it out and he can win. And so you get real nervous, but no, um, I think that's what makes our marriage work too, is that we both don't have, you know, we both have goals of being at the top, but he, you know, his dreams right now are like to be on the Olympics and do all that. And if I had another top horse, that'd be great. But at the same time, I'm so excited for him on that path that that's kind of where we're at and how things change. But um, no, I'm way more competitive about like, oh no, you need to do like this. You, you had a rail or something like that. Yeah. Then, you know, I had a rail. Yeah. 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 
Do you guys have any um, plans? Because I know that you're in South Carolina right now. Like, do you have any plans to move to the land that you bought in North Carolina? So the building process is taking forever, which is, I guess, normal. But um, yeah, no, as soon as the project's done, we will move there. So we're hoping... I hate to say time frame because we've been saying time frame for the last three years, but we're hoping in the next year to two we'll be up there. Very chasing nice. chasing a little a little baby around the farm. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Probably yeah, in a golf cart since Doug apparently probably. already wants to get him a golf cart. <laughs> the pictures and everything he's already picked out, emailing mm. everybody, this is what we want. Like, oh no, it's like souped up and everything. So. Oh my God. <laughs> If you want to hear more from us, you can check out Heels Down Magazine. It's an interactive digital magazine on your phone or a tablet, so you can take it anywhere. You can download it on iTunes or Google Play and check out our website at heelsdownmag.com. As a reminder, we are going to be releasing new episodes on the 15th and 30th of each month, so make sure that you don't miss it. So, guys, cheers to baby pain and a future full of diapers. Woohoo! Cheers. 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 Cheers.